morning we want to say thank you. Thank you that you've invited us into this life. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy of your life. Come, Lord, and have your place. Have your place in everything that we do. There's so much more, Lord. Even I feel there's so much more, which means there might be a million times more than that. I'm just a man. efforts, no matter how great it is, I think it's, it wouldn't be wrong to realize that it will never do justice when it comes to how worthy God is. Yet the Lord is merciful and He welcomes us in and He allows us and He grants us grace to sing, pray, prophesy wonderful God. And uh, these are things that we might know or might not know. Can we maybe do that effort with God a little bit? Um, but that's, that's, that's just the heart of God. He's, he's so gracious in this. And, so, and there's much more. I mean, if we desire and we feel, oh, there must be more, then there must be a million times. But we, 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 we just do this. We, we, we follow Okay, and I was so aware, I don't know for who this is, but I just feel before I go into the word that the Lord has laid upon my heart. And um, I just felt the whole time, and I didn't feel to make a part of, of the flow of the worship, but, you know, sometimes we find ourselves so much in our mind. And I just sense the, there might be a lot of people that, you, you, that you're struggling to, to just let go and allow God's spirit to lead you in your spirit. Just let go and flow with whatever is happening. But we're stuck in our mind stuck on what has happened in the week, what's happening now, somebody that did not do this or that, or whatever, whatever it is, we sometimes get stuck, we, we, we try to figure and understand things out when it comes to God, instead of just saying, you know what, I'm just going to go with what he's doing this morning, I'm just going to go with what he said in the week, I'm just going to go with next week, because that's where you need to be, you have to be out of your mind in order to follow God in the spirit, okay, yeah, you got to be a little bit crazy. Like like Sherman. Right. So if you battle, if you battle with being a little bit crazy, just spend time with Sherman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's biblical. They said, follow me as I follow Christ. So follow Sherman. All right. So this this morning is important value. It's a, I wanted to say topic, but again, that does not do justice to what it is. It's it's more than a topic. It's a it's a value. It's it's a heart of God. It is something that that the Lord um, really that's placed before us, again, as an invitation. And I want to I talk about water baptism. And we feel, we felt led to speak about it. About two weeks ago, I phone Kev, I said, listen, I don't know who you set up to, to speak where, but I just hear constantly for three days in a row, in a row, water baptism, water baptism. Speak about, and I said to him, I feel, I, I, I want to put my hand up, and let's just see what the Lord says. So yesterday, uh, 33 years ago, I was water baptized. 
yeah, yeah. The 9th of the 9th, 1990. And it's an easy day to remember. And uh, I remember that day as if it is yesterday. I remember where I stood. I remember how I stepped into the water. I remember how I came out. I remember who baptized me. I remember the event. And there's a lot of things connected to it. But I mean, 33 years, it's, it's a lifetime or something. And until today, it's not just significant for me that I got water baptized. It's the life that I'm living after that. That's even more significant. That I cling to with all of my heart and the both two hands that I have in the Lord. It's to live that life which I promised and committed myself to. Because it's not just a once-off event. And I'll chat about that just uh, a little bit more. And um, I feel this message is for everybody, whether you're unsaved, whether you're saved and not water baptized, and whether you're saved and whether you are water baptized. I, I just turn to someone and say, spit your word out. Just spit it your word out. Okay? This is for everyone. And hopefully, if the Lord permits me, I would like to just, just bring in what I felt. Because it's not just a clear cut, okay, this is what the scripture says. There's more to it. And I will give certain perspectives, if time allows us, a certain look through certain lenses. And I believe it's going to open up certain beliefs and maybe even actions by faith in your heart. Um, so at the end, we will have a call. There will be a call for those who feel they do not serve the Lord. I want to mention that. We're going to have a call for those who says, I'm hearing the Lord. I want to be baptized. I feel the conviction of the Spirit. And then there will be a call, God permitting, where we will allow um, us to respond for someone that has been baptized, but you've drifted. You've drifted from the life which water baptism represents. This is why I said it's not just 33 years ago. It's what happened after that, which was even more significant sometimes. All right, because it's more than just a once-off event. So um, what is not water baptism? I want to start off with that. I think, and I do not have a lot of time to get into the, the, the nitty-gritty of this. But I do want to mention this because I've seen it many times. Um, and uh, just to do justice, I want to read it. It's not a guarantee to supernatural experiences, breakthroughs, and spiritual growth. I just want to say this. It can be, but it's not a guarantee. I just want to start off today with many people. I've seen many people who step through or into this action because they believe their biggest reason for doing it is to get breakthrough, is to experience more, it's to get, it's to get, instead of, I'm doing it because God asked me to do it. And that's more than enough. You, you were there with all. It's more than enough. So please, I just want to start off with this. It's not a guarantee for greater growth, but it can be. The tension, it can be. It can be that the Lord asks you to do it because He knows He wants you to break through something, but it's not the guarantee. Secondly, and I can testify of this, um, not only because I've been a recipient, but also because I have given um, my children to the Lord in this way, it's, it's not a baby dedication. So, and it cannot substitute water baptism. So water baptism is not the same as baby dedication. I want to read to you something. Baby dedication is a verbal and symbolic commitment to set aside, consecrate, and bless a child unto God as the child's parents. It's to raise the child in the ways of God and to lead by example. That's baby dedication. It's the dedication of a life until the life can dedicate themselves. So water baptism is not 
war, uh, um, it's not baby dedication. And it can never substitute it. It's only me and Anel coming saying, we're giving these three, three children back to you. We will lead them in the ways of God. We will example it. But Lord, there must come a day when they decide to follow you for themselves. All right? So I need to make that clear because we might sit here and think, and I've been dedicated as a child, and our children have been dedicated, and we are raising them, and we are leading by example, and we are faltering, and we are repenting, and we're trying again, and we're going from the left to the right. But there will come a day where the Lord will knock on the doors of their hearts. And we will give everything that when the knocking comes, that they will say, okay, Lord, this is what mom and dad were speaking up. We are willing, come in and dine with us. It's not the same. Water baptism is different. And then, I feel just to end off with what is it not. Water baptism is not infant baptism. Sorry, I just want to get my... It's not infant baptism, and it cannot substitute it. Now listen to the definition or or a practical explanation. Infant baptism is the practice of baptizing infants or young children, also called christening. Um, This form of baptism is done by the parents on behalf of the child, believing that the child is freed from original sin and are welcomed into the community of, of the church. Yet, it cannot guarantee the conviction and commitment from the child to live a life away and free from sin. And as part of God's church, once the child can choose from themselves. So it's important to realize if you sit here, whether dedicated by your parents or whether baptized as an infant, a little baby or a younger child, that it can never substitute the call of God for us to be born again and to be water baptized. Because the baptism as an infant is again, it's our parents that by faith or religiosity, we don't know, I wasn't there, but who come and say, okay, this is my child. I'm allowing this infant to be baptized, but our parents can never decide for us whether we will one day become a child of God or become a follower, a disciple of the one. That is something that lays before the individual itself. That is something and a call or an invitation that comes from God and God alone. God and God alone has the authority and the insight and the wisdom and the love and the affection and the mercy and the grace to come to us as an individual and to say, okay, you are now there where I can knock on the door of your heart. Yes, you've been baptized as an infant, but I am back here actually because I want to know, do you want to be my child? Here's an open door. I want you, but do you want to be wanted? And if you say yes, he comes in. But he will only come in when you say yes. God will not go in to the hearts of Leander and Christian and Eva because I said yes. He'll go in because they said yes. And we need to understand that, and it's not to make dedication or infant baptism wrong. We're not saying it's wrong. We're saying it can never substitute the call of God to be water baptized. It can never guarantee that we'll become children and followers of God. Okay? I mean, there's so many scriptures I can bring up, but I do want to say this. What always stands out for me uh, um, is how God comes and He says, but I've chosen you. Even the scripture where Jesus is 
busy um, and the disciples says, who's the one, who's the one that's going to that's gonna go against Christ? And he says, um, the one who will dip his hand with me in the bowl, the one that will take the bread. But then he goes further and he says, don't worry. Because they say, is it me, Lord? Is it me, Lord? He says, don't worry, don't worry. I know who I have chosen. I know who I have chosen. Coming into a life of everlasting living, coming to a life in denying yourself and taking up your cross, is not something that we decide from ourselves. It's something that we are invited into. This is why it's so special. It's so special if you feel the knocking at the door of your heart. Why? Because unless He invites you, you'll never see it. You'll never hear it. You'll never want to do it. But once He invites and you respond, it's God and God alone who works. We've got to see that. Okay. So that's, for me, in a nutshell, what I believe baptism is not. And it's, there's more, but I just felt I needed to clarify that. Because we do, I do find amongst my friends and follow, fellow believers, and uh, I, I do find people grappling with this concept. But if you can just simplify it, get out of the mind, and understand that what, how, how sincere the motive Nobody, nobody can decide for you whether you will surrender your life to Christ or not. It's something that God and God alone will determine, and God and God alone chooses for you. And it's something that you and you alone must respond to. Okay, why? Because once you start dying, and once you start denying yourself, you're going to be the one that's going to have to take up that cross. Your mom and your dad are not going to do it for you. You are going to be the one that says, yes, Lord, I know you're asking of it. It's going to ask me to die in this area. I'm willing and I'm going to feel it. Okay. And that's why it's got to be you. It's got to be you and God. So um, you might sit in Sabrika, but then talk about baptism. What, what, what's the significance of it? And um, I just felt to, to have a look at it from four. And again, you, there's, there's no law and rule. This is how much perspectives you need to put on it but i do want to give you four perspectives on water baptism which will help you to understand the power of this the significance of this in the eyes of god and it's almost four lenses and and the very first one is this if we look at it from a biblical or from a scriptural lens water baptism is a biblical principle of god or it's a biblic, the biblical revealed will of God. Whenever you study the Bible, you will see in Scripture, through that lens of Scripture, Scripture will reveal to you already what is God's will. This is why they call it the principle. It's the revealed will of God. And um, when we look at water baptism, it's already been revealed in Scripture that God wants us to be baptized. Many times we struggle and not everything is straightforward open in scripture but most things that are significant are and one of the significant ones are be baptized repent and be baptized be born again and be baptized now i'll give you the perceptions or perspectives on the from other angles which will give you more understanding concerning but the very first fundamental one is this if you look through the lens of scripture it is God's revealed will. God wills it. And if He wills something, there's always a reason behind it. If He wills something, there's always grace in it. 
to be found, mercy needed to be found, and a lot of love, a lot of love. Um, if you read uh, Matthew 28, if you can put up the scripture, verse 18 to 20, it's where Jesus speaks on the Great Commission. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He says, he gives this commission, he says, go, go. Authority is mine, you can go. But you need to make disciples. And as part of that is you've got to baptize them. It's my will. I'm revealing it to you now to the disciples and the apostles to be, but also to those who are going to read it 2,000 years later. I want you to encourage people to be baptized. Okay. And there's another part. If you, let, let me just read this to you. Other examples and accounts of people who've been baptized. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 new believers were baptized in Acts 2, verse 41. The Samaritan that believed were baptized in Acts 8, verse 12. Paul was baptized three days after he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, Acts 9. Cornelius and some uh, other Gentiles were baptized in Acts 10. Lydia and her household were baptized in Acts 16. The Philippian jailer and his household were baptized in Acts 16.33. Many Corinthians were baptized in Acts 18. And the Ephesian disciples were baptized in Acts 19. Is baptism being revealed as the will of God? Can I just hear? We are now a community of faith. Do you agree with me that God is saying, this is my will? It is just, look through the scriptural lens and you'll see, I'm revealing to you already what I want. All right. So that's the first pers- perspective. So let's just land it. It is the will of God. Secondly, there is a faith context. So if we look through the lens of faith or belief, water baptism is an act of obedient faith. It is obedience to not only God's revealed will, biblical revealed will, but to God's spirit-led will. Taking the step to be water baptized is an external demonstration of an internal conviction. Okay? So if you look through, you say, but what's water baptism? It's an obedient act of faith. It's you not only believing what God has already revealed in the Bible, It's you and I responding externally what we believe God is asking of us internally. Saying, Lee, you're my child now, but I want you to be water baptized. Take the leap of faith and do it. Get out of your mind and do it because I'm asking you to do it. It's an obedient act of faith. And I remember when I got baptized, I was 19 years old, so you you can put all the years together and you know how young I am. And uh, if I look back now, I did not understand it all. I did not know it all. I still don't, but I did not understand it all. It didn't make sense. I just knew one thing. God is asking me something and I feel a conviction in my heart. I need to jump. I need to go. Did radical stuff happen after that? No. Neither did it happen when I got reborn. I think I was the, my rebirth was, was one of the most, what, what's your actual word? Mundane? <laughs> is that a, 
maybe one of the mundane rebirths that there was. But one thing that I can say is, once I started walking, everything switched on. Because it was a real conversion. It, it, it's, it's not needed to have the power come upon you where you feel you need to fall on the ground. If that's how God chooses to do it, it's His choice because He's wise. But if it happens and it's just cool, calm, collected, but you walk out and you suddenly start seeing things and hearing the Lord, desiring after His heart, wanting to be with Him, starting to change, you're tackling those issues in your heart, you're working on your character, you're obeying the Lord again, you're submitting under authorities. What is that? That is from His signs, flickerings of somebody who's become new. So the same with my baptism. I didn't understand all, but I obeyed him. Until today, even coming into Josh, Jen 4.12, I did not understand it. But I knew the Lord say, go. Leave the land where you are at and go into Josh, Jen. It did not make sense. But the Lord said, go. It was an act of obedient faith. And I want to say this, being here two years, God is so loving. God is so wise. God is so merciful. God is so gracious. He doesn't fail me. He cannot fail me. He will never fail me. I will fail. I will step back, but God will never. God will never. Okay. Um, the example for me is Jesus in, in Matthew um, 3, verse 13 to 17. Such a beautiful example. The obedient faith example of Jesus. Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan, to John, to, bap- uh, to be baptized by him. And John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, this beautiful scripture part. Let it be so now, for this, for thus, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. If I read it to you again and you look through the context of faith, being obedient in faith. Jesus is coming to John. He said, John, baptize me. John says, no, you should baptize me. Jesus says, no, you should baptize me so that we can fulfill all that is right because this is what my Father is expecting of us. Let's be obedient to the one who sent me. Isn't, is it different today? Has it changed somewhere along the way, Sherman? No, it hasn't. He's still asking us today, will you become my child? And Jock, will you be baptized and stand for everything that this baptism event stands for? Will you do that? Because I am with you. I'm with you. And he continues. Listen to this. He says, and when Jesus was baptized, so Jesus obeys by faith. Immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the spirit of God descending. They saw the spirit descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, listen to this. Because he did it. It it didn't happen before that. It happened when he was obedient. By faith. The following happened. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. How many times the Father is waiting, and we're in our minds, reasoning and wanting to understand the things of God. And he's just, he's just saying, there's some things you will not understand because you cannot. My ways are higher than your ways. And certain things I will not allow you to understand because otherwise you will not do it. And he comes and he calls us into action. And we think, 
oh, water baptism, you know what, water baptism. And he says, you don't know what you don't know. But if you take the step, there's something going to happen which you cannot see. My beloved daughter, my beloved son, if you do that. This is why I said, I was wet behind the ears in the spirit 33 years ago. But I did what he asked me, not realizing. Just jumping in, okay, like a child. So from a faith perspective, it's that obedience of doing what he asks you. And I do want to say this. This is actually just a, a, a precursor for how God will walk with you for the rest of your life with him. If you become born again and you step out in obedient faith, this will most probably be one of your first ones where he will ask you, do what I ask you. Do what I ask you. Set the pattern for the rest of your life. Okay. Now, if you haven't been baptized and you've been on the road for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, just keep on listening to what I have to say because God's got something for you as well. Uh, the third perspective. You'll pick up what will happen. As I bring perspective and context, water baptism will begin to find a certain place of significance. Otherwise, it's just, okay, it's water baptism. We've heard it a lot. Now you'll begin to pick up, ah, scriptural significance. Ah, faith significance. And the moment those seeds land, it activates the grace of God to do it. All right. So um, from a symbolic, so there's also a symbolic lens that you can look through when you look at water baptism. Water baptism is a public testimony. It's a demonstration of a public testimony of our death in Christ, the death of the old person. It is we testifying publicly that we have died to self, self-governance, and willful sin. It is we, it is that, <clears throat> and that we could be held accountable to the standard of life in Christ by all those witnessing. So symbolically, when you, Damon, when you are baptized and you go under the water, that first step of going down is a testimony to everybody that is there that you, Damon, are dying and are dead in Christ. It's a representative of the death and the resurrection. But firstly, death, dying to self, dying to self-governance, and dying to sin in your life. And everybody that's around me can keep me to account that this is what's happening and who I will be for the rest of my life. All right? It's a very significant, symbolic testimony and demonstration. I can just picture in the days of Jesus... When people began to follow the one, they called them the followers of the way. How they would come and stand, and, and I mean 3,000 people, and how they'd be baptized. And people, the onlookers would look from a distance and say, and say, those are the followers of the way. Look, all of them are being baptized. They are actually saying they are dead in Christ. They were known by their public demonstration of what they believed, what they stood for, and how people can keep them to account. That's, you must see that picture. I see it every time I read this. I see the picture. People standing saying, ah, another person being baptized. He follows Christ. How do you know that? Well, that's why they do it. They're doing it publicly. They're doing it publicly so that everybody can know, ah, oh, that's a follower of Christ. Why? I saw him being baptized two days ago. You need to see that. That's why it's not this personal thing that you hide away. It's this public demonstration that I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm going down. But it's also a public demonstration of our resurrection in Christ. The new person is we testifying publicly that we no longer have supreme 
governing authority within your life. And that we have relinquished that privilege over to God. We've given it to Him. We've given it to Him. And that it's no longer we who live, but Christ who now lives within us. So as you go down, you're dead to the old, old person. As you come up, you're alive in the new person in Christ. But not only that, it means this. God's not only your Savior anymore. God's now your Lord. You've just demonstrated that you are giving Him Lordship in your life. And it's no more your decision without Christ's permission. It's no more you. It is Him. And yes, we will grow and we will stumble and fall. But you've made the public declaration that this is what it stands for. And I mean, just looking at the symbolic of it, it's so significant to say, I have to. This is what I believe. This is what I love. I'm going to do it because I need to be held to account. And many of us need to be held to account more concerning this. Because we've died once, but we're not dying daily. We've taken up our life again. We've forgotten. We've forgotten the day. And many of us has risen, not in Christ. We started rising in ourselves again. Making our choices, our decisions. Going where we want to go, not where God wants us to go. Saying what we want to say, not what God wants us to say. Fighting the battle, we want to fight it, not the way God wants to fight it. And God is saying, but you died in me. You died in me. Am I only your savior? Am I only there to save you? Or am I there to lord you? And to lead you? And lead you into more? God doesn't save us into a greater, greater life. In a measure, He does. He leads us into it much more. All right. So, um, uh, thank you, uh, Johan. Paul speaks, and listen to this, Romans 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin um, that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, the old man, buried. I'm laying down with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. You'll never, never step into the newness of life in the areas of your life unless you're willing to give and relinquish the lordship of your life. You can be a reborn child of God. You can die with Christ, but you also need to rise with Him daily. And the only way to rise is to give over Lordship. Is to say, okay, Jere, this is what I feel, but I see this is what you feel. It makes no sense, but I Lord, I feel they are actually the ones that need to say sorry, but I hear the whispers saying, you go and be a reconciliator and a peacemaker. Lord, I will obey you, I'll die, but I'll rise as well. Okay, that's where God wants us to live. Again, even just that con context will say to you, my word, this is something that needs to be demonstrated more. Okay, and then the last context that I want to give you is this. Is the, for me, I wanted to put it first because it's actually so straightforward, but I didn't want to take away from the importance of the other lenses, but it's the literal context. Water baptism is to be completely covered with water, whether washed or dipped. The word baptize or baptize 
is derived from the Hebrew word baptizo, which means to be totally overwhelmed or under. And if you look at the example of Jesus, where he said, and when Jesus was baptized in Matthew 8, he says, he came up out of the water. And when he came up, because he went in, uh, in obedience, heavens opened and the Spirit descended upon him. Literally, it means to go under. And we can, uh, I know we can have a chat, and most probably we'll have chats afterwards, considering about what if this, and what if I'm there, and what if I'm on a mountain, then we'll have that conversation. And you'll most probably have it with God if you have the conviction. But if we have an opportunity to do it God's way, and build on the pattern which God has revealed, let's build on the pattern. I mean, we're building church God's way, aren't we? We're aspiring towards it. Why don't we just start doing it differently for many other reasons? No. We're doing it because God is showing us this is how you build church. This is how you do community. This is how you follow my lead. This is how you do leadership. And we don't have an issue with that. It's to go under. Okay. Do we still have time? So, who? This was actually something that I built in, and I, I must give honor to some other men, and I won't say their names, but this is not from me. Um, but it was when I read it, I said to an just like, this really touched my heart so much. Uh, I'm going to share it, but I know it, it's actually somebody else. Uh, so I just want to verbalize that. Um, who should be water baptized? So everyone who is reborn, a reborn child of God. Uh, there are several instances in the Bible that point us to the types of people who should be water baptized. Um, a couple of questions you can ask yourself. If the answer is yes, and you haven't been baptized, then water baptism is relevant to you. So you might sit here, and you've come from backgrounds, and faiths, and faith movements, and as I said, this dedication, this infant baptism, there's all of that. I've now explained to you. It can never substitute God's revealed world saying, I want you to be baptized. I want you to, to open up your heart. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. And if you can answer yes, then water baptism is relevant to you. Now remember the context. It's an obedient act of faith. It's the revealed will of God. It's a demonstration to the world and to the family. This is the life that I live. I'm dead. I'm rising in Christ. It's no longer I that live. It's Christ that lives in me. It is significant. Okay? So the first question is this. Do you believe the good news about Jesus. Do you believe the good news about Jesus that he was born to a virgin, he died on the cross, he rose again, he made a way, he forgave our sins, everything is in place. You just need do you believe that? Okay? I want to read you a scripture of an example of the people who got baptized. It's in when Philip Philip spoke in Acts, it says, But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So if you believe it, baptism is relevant to you. Remember, this is after he said, go now, make disciples and baptize them. So Philip comes and he preaches. And as he speaks the good news, people believed it and they got baptized. Because they're adhering to the revealed will of God and to the Great Commission. Have you repented of your sins and turned to God for salvation? I'm asking and I'm stopping because I want you to think. Have you repented from your sin? Have you become a child of God? 
If the answer is yes, listen to the scripture where Peter speaks in Acts 2, verse 28. He says, now, when they have heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent, be born again, and we baptize every one of you in the name of Jesus. If you have given your heart to God, it's clear that you are that person who have given your heart that's been cut to the heart 10 years ago, cut to the heart two, three weeks ago when Jonathan was here. You, water baptism is relevant to you. Okay. And the last question, are you a disciple, a follower of Jesus with a desire to keep walking with him? Yes or no? Say, yes, it's me. I love God. I want to I follow him. Then I want to say, if your answer is yes, then water baptism is relevant to you. Jesus speaks in Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. If you can answer yes to those questions, which would most probably all of you, it will be all of you who's been born again, then baptism is relevant to all of us. And then you say, but why haven't I felt the lead yet? It's sometimes something you need to do because you know it's been asked. It's sometimes something you need to do because you know it's been revealed already. I've many times walked with people and they're waiting for another word of God for something to break open or break through. And then we sit and when we dig, we realize that God's actually been speaking and have spoken years ago already. You haven't stepped out on the first word of God. Because you're waiting for something that sounds and needs to look like what you feel it needs to look like and sound like. Obey. What? Let me ask you this. What do you have to lose to obey God? What's your life? What did you want to fluid? It's like, what do you have to lose if there's an issue amongst you? Because stand in the mirror and say, Lord, this is something I need to change in. What do you have to lose? You say, Lord, show me. Is there something? Just your life. Okay. But isn't that death in Christ? So that you can live? Yes. So everybody, everybody needs to look at this. And, and when you can be baptized at any time, there's no rule, but we, we have experienced, and, and I must witness from my side, the sooner, the better. Because as time goes on, if we do not remain close to Christ, as uh, Andrew, um, in one of his words, explains, you know, we become callous to the call, and every time something else, we just become a little bit more hardened. In the beginning, it's still soft, and we're brittle, and we, we're flexible for the Lord. But the sooner, the better. And if you have not taking that step, but you hear today, listen, this is relevant to me. I've allowed reasoning. I've allowed the words of others to come into the way of being obedient and by faith, following my master. Um, then nothing stops you to be baptized today, tomorrow, or even this Sunday coming, because we will have a time where we will make time for this, because this is significant. Okay? All right. Um, can we stand? Can the music or if you can just? I felt um, I felt 
just that we need to just give opportunity and not not as a as a again as a rule um, but you might have maybe you've been sitting and you've listened you've been listening to, to this word but in your heart you know you, you you're not God's child yet so water baptism is not vital to salvation but salvation does precedes it it does go before it so it's important that if you sit here and you say, listen, I actually feel in my heart, I want to be God's child. I feel the knocking. I feel the call. I want you to raise your hand. I want to give you this opportunity because this is the invitation that comes from Him. Okay. Always remember, while on this point, is there one person? Okay, will you come forward, please? And will some of the youth, youth leaders come? Just pray with them. I'm going to pray with you quickly. Let's stretch our hands out to you. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? There's another person. Please come to the front. If you've raised your hands, please come to the front. No, this is, this is public. We want to see who you are. We want to know who you are. You're becoming a family member. We want to know who's stepping into our family. Yeah. Welcome. Can some of the guys, Kubus? So, thanks. Yeah, so we're going to love you. We're going to love you. But let's just first welcome them in. This, if the, uh, this young man, this young lady, if you could maybe just pray after me. Um, this prayer of just welcoming Jesus into your heart. And just ask me, Lord Jesus, I heard your call to become your child. I'm responding now by faith. I welcome you into my life. Come, Lord, and dine with me. Come, Lord, and fellowship with me. Come, Lord, and fill me with your spirit. Let us be one as you and the Father are one. I surrender. I am yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. So just continue to pray for them. Yeah. Just continue to pray. You know, years ago, there was an altar call on an evangelism event. One guy got saved. One guy. And his name was Billy Graham. One guy. And God used him to turn countries upside down. Don't underestimate the power of one. One matters to God. Two matters to God. Okay. So, um, maybe you've heard the message and the same spirit that prompted them to give their lives to Him is saying, Lee's speaking, but you're the one I'm speaking to. I want you to be baptized. Can you put up your hands? Who feels the conviction of the spirit to be water baptized? Not necessarily now, but you need to take the step. Okay, come forward, please. Right. Is there anybody else? Okay, if you if okay, it's gotta be faith. If you hear the call, act in obedient faith, okay. Yes, wonderful. Come forward, it's public, it's public. It's public. It means you're already part of the family. 
We're just going to now see what can we hold you to account to. All right. So I'm going to pray for you, um, just a normal prayer. But I want everybody to see that these are yours in. Yes, thanks. Are you jumping in the water? Yes, another one. Anybody else want to jump? Remember, when the water stirs, you got to jump. Okay? The angel stirred it once a day, or twice. I'm not sure. Or whatever. When it stirred, it jumped. Okay, don't stand there. I remember last time when I spoke, we took time on this, on, 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 the, on the call. Because I know you're grappling with your mind and your heart and, and whatever's going on and what others said. Just for a moment, ignore it. I'm not saying ignore it daily. I'm saying just for now, ignore it because the Lord is speaking. If it's you, come out and give recognition of yourself. And let us hold you to account of this. And by faith, step with you next week or whenever this is going to happen. Because this is significant. Okay? It's significant. All right. All right, Lord, I want to pray for these wonderful children of yours. We've come and said, Lord... I hear a different, or I hear the life of God in this act of faith. And I want to do it. I want to do it because you ask it of me in the scriptures. I want to do it because I hear the spirit in my heart. I want to do it because I want to tell the world I'm dead and Christ now lives within me. I want to do it God's way, Lord. I want to be baptized in water. So we pray for them that they will not step away from this, that they will not drift from this commitment and in the next few days to come Lord if it's possible may we rejoice with them and in faith just be with them in Jesus name Amen I want to say this if you change your mind listen to the words if you change your mind because your mind was standing in your way come to us afterwards and let's talk about the things of the spirit so that God can take you where he wants you to take you okay and then lastly this is just as significant Maybe you've been baptized, you're a child of God baptized, but you've, you've drifted. You've drifted from dying to self, living in Christ. You've drifted from obeying the Lord in obedient faith. Because that's what the life of water baptism represents. That's what it testifies of. And it's one thing to do it once off. It's another thing to live it and demonstrate it. For the rest of your life. People who have the knowledge of water baptism should actually look at you and say, I know that guy's water baptized. Why? Because you're living a life of death to self and life to Christ. Because that's what it testifies of. And maybe you've drifted. I want to pray for you that you'll return. All of us drift every now and then. But some of us drift more than others. And for longer than others. If it's you, you say, I don't, you don't even need to say more. I know it's me. I've drifted. Will you put up your hand? Just do it publicly. Yes. Will you please come forward? Please come forward. Make, ah, he cannot. Can somebody carry him? Can somebody help him? Bring him forward. I'm sounding like an evangelist now. Can you run? No, you don't need to run. Just come. You know why I do this? It's public. Let's get it in the open. Let's get it in the open. The more in the open, the better the account. Okay? Great stuff. Okay, John, are you going to hold him up? John the Baptist will hold you up. <laughs> okay, we're going to pray for him. Because you know what? It's one thing for a, for a lost heart to come to God. It's another thing for a heart that has gone lost to return. The, the Bible says the Father was waiting 
waiting, waiting at the gate, the door. When, when will my son return this way of life? And when he saw him, he ran to him and he embraced him. You are, you are embraced this morning. Not only by John, but by God. <laughs> Can I say a bit? Can we pray a prayer of commitment? And then I'm going to let go and give over to that. So Lord, what's your name? Andri. Lord, we pray for Andri this morning. We welcome him back from the drifting. Being a drifter in the ways of God. We're calling him, Lord. We pray that you'll put a ring on his finger and your shoes on his feet, that he will walk out the ways of God. I pray that you give him a new, revived heart, God. Stir up everything in him, God, at least he's there. And Lord, this commitment, let it be for life, but also let it be for death, in Jesus' name. Lord, we welcome him back. I can just imagine how you are welcoming back in heaven, in Jesus' name, amen.